0: From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Fundamentally, every human being on this planet, yeah. that's the values. Right. Now, the question is, all right, where do we prioritize them? Spirituality may be high for me Mm -hmm. and finances may be high for you, Mm -hmm. right? So if your finances is high for you, you're operating in a different mindset Mm -hmm. than me from a spiritual perspective, right? right? And that's where the conflict come in because we no longer really respect that uh, people can be different from us.
1: then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Hello and welcome to How I Discovered My Gift with David D. Simons. I am so honored and humbled that we're going to have an amazing guest on today's show. And you guys are in for a treat, those that are listening to how I discovered my gift. Let me tell you a little bit about Nathaniel X. Ross. For 25 years, Nathaniel X. Ross has been speaking to various individuals and groups locally and internationally on topics ranging from personal growth and development to corporate organization, organizational strategies. Mr. Ross has spoken to world-renowned companies such as HBC, Wells Fargo, General Motors, Unisys, United Healthcare, FMC, City of Baltimore, and the State of Maryland, along with many others. In addition to Nathaniel's extensive corporate training portfolio, he has also made appearances on various radio and television shows. Nathaniel is wholeheartedly committed to sharing his message of hope, inspiration, hard work, and success with the world. Individuals who live in In an area influenced by, uh, sorry, individuals who live in in and are, are influenced by today's social and global climate need leaders who are honest, integral, and Nathaniel embodies the essence of a great leader. Mr. Ross shares the formula to success with everyone he comes in contact with and encourages them to follow his example while discovering their own way to personal growth and development success. Nathaniel, thank you for coming on the show. Truly honored to have you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. Yes, yes, we're so excited to hear about your journey, uh, how I discovered my gift. It's really a show to help people who aren't really sure where they should go as far as their trajectory in life. They don't have um, the guidance or the the steps of what to take. What what are they? What's their potential? What they're able to do? So knowing a little bit about your story. Can you just take us to the beginning? Like, tell us about your your story, your journey, your development from where you are today,
0: from where you started. Well, I, if, if we go back, well, of course we have to go back to when I was a kid. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and when I, when I uh, wrote my book, From the Streets to the Boardroom, in the book, I took us back to the beginning mm-hmm. so that people could understand you don't get to where you get to without going through some stuff, mm. right? And uh, then you can more appreciate where someone's successes are in life. That's right. So going back to that, as a childhood, I had a pretty bad childhood. Mm. And, well, I should say I had challenges within my childhood. Understood. And And with those challenges and adversity, um, I had to learn at a very early age. So my mom was like... Uh, love of my life, but mm. she had a horrible boyfriend, mm. right, and he would beat her, there was wow. abuse in the house, he was a drug user, yeah. so there was a lot of unpleasant stuff, so I spent a lot of time in solitude mm-hmm. uh, in my room, Yeah. and I get to talk to myself, mm. um, but in talking to myself, I learned at a very early age how to be introspective, wow. right, which means I had to get outside of of myself, and I'm looking at me third party, like, wow. right, and being able to, to, to look at myself independently of who I am and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I was able to make observations that if I was just fully absorbed in me, right. I couldn't see. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that is part of the skill set that helped me to be able to figure out where I'm gonna go, in addition to all the other experiences that I encountered yeah. You know, in, in, in my lifetime. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. So. You grew up through the
1: challenges of of uh, in the in, in going through poverty, going through all the different things you experienced. How did you climb out? What is it? What what is it that you had mentors? You had. Tell us well, about that. Well,
0: it's it's a combination. Um, and again, I can only share what my beliefs are. Right. Um, it's a combination of of God's grace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other part is the goodness and kindness of other people mm-hmm. that were willing to. Um, share their time yeah. and to share their knowledge. Um, and one of my observations in stepping outside of myself was you know, at a teenager, uh, we hung out on the street, we played basketball and you know, all kinds of sports, right. but you know, mainly yeah. on the basketball court with our friends. Right. Um, the majority of my teenage years I spent helping, I became an intern at City Hall. Oh, wow. Um, and it all channeled from me meeting the a city councilman, my city councilman. Uh, he was campaigning. Wow. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I mean, a black man walking through the neighborhood, yeah. in a nice suit and, sh- you know, sh- shiny shoes. Mm-hmm. And, and he told me he was running for office, and I said, can I help? Wow. And from that point forward, he started mentoring me. So again, through the grace of God and through the kindness of someone else, right. that it took me off of the streets of playing basketball and doing the stuff that I was doing to spending my days after high school in City Hall, yeah. where it's a whole different environment, Yeah. whole different environmental influencers. Right. So I learned a whole lot that I wouldn't have learned on on the, court, on the basketball court.
1: Look at that,
0: look at that. Yeah. So
1: in this process, right? Because today, Nate, you, you're a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker, um a uh, financial uh, expert so where where did you find cuz a lot of people struggle with what am i good at what am i able to do what did you find that you were good at early
0: on and how did you find what you were able to do um well i didn't early on mm-hmm. um i i participated as a teenager and the model United Nations, the uh, you know the, the the state of Maryland had a, a youth government program, mm-hmm. um, and and participating in those programs, um, I was doing it just for the experience, yeah. and exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened was when I was doing one of them, I was uh, the with the state of Maryland, we took over the state legislature for three days. They, well, they let us use the facilities, right, wow. and we. We were a a model uh, assembly, and eventually I became the youth governor through that program. Mm. But we we went down, and we would be in Annapolis, and we would be passing legislation and having committee meetings, and for three and a half days. Mm -hmm. And and we of course got to meet some of the legislators while we were there. And one of them that sat in on our meetings said, "You're natural." And I'm mm. like, natural at what? Mm. Natural. He says, I could sit here and listen to you talk all day long. Wow. So that was the first thing for me to say, whatever you're doing, you need to be interacting with people. Look right. At that. And then it followed up later in college when I was doing my, my speaking classes. Mm-hmm. Um, my professor told me, uh, you're just a natural at speaking. Wow. Right. And then as I went into my corporate job, we have corporate training where right. they teach you how to speak, right? Yeah. Your presentation. Yeah. And I did my presentation, and they had a consultant that came in and did it. And the consultant said, I'm not even going to tell you what to do because you're so good at it. Just wow. don't, don't listen to anything we tell everybody else in this room. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that helped me to fine-tune that I, I need right. to be interacting with people. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah.
1: So in that process of you know figuring, out, okay, I can naturally speak, when was the point where you said, okay, now I'm going to take this thing that I now know I'm naturally good at and enhance it and improve and, and develop it into the level you've developed it to today? What, did you consciously do that? How did you you know, go through that
0: process of development? Well, I, I think it was, it was over a series of just different events that happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, my, my corporate job requires me to... To speak whether it's to my team uh, or whether I'm presenting to a client or whomever so that that's kind of naturally there Mm -hmm. Um, but then I got people saying will you come and talk to my my social group my Mm -hmm. community group or whatever and I go talk to them and people say how inspired they were and they said you should be doing this for a living right uh, so that kind of say okay now I need to uh, I need to hone my skills to get out and to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. So then I looked at how, now that I can naturally connect with people, mm-hmm. how do I take that natural ability and fine tune it so that I'm able to communicate to uh, whoever I am in whatever environment. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday yeah. I was working out in the gym, Yeah. somebody called up, asked the, the, my trainer if they could talk to me mm-hmm. uh, and I said, yeah, sure. You want to talk to me? I'd take five minutes and talk to you, right? right. And he had Googled me and wow. and had heard my um, video on, yeah. on Google. Um, and he started talking and asking questions about his finances. Yeah. But I was able to talk to him about his finances as it related to being in a gym setting. Wow. Um, so th- that's the fine-tuning part of it, I right? See. So let's take what you know and... Convert the conversation to something that you're familiar with, so that you own it, as opposed to me giving you a financial conversation that that goes away as soon as the conversation is over. That's great. That's, so, where did you learn these skills? Did you just develop them? Did, you know, how, did you invest in
1: training to develop yourself and further, and all of these things?
0: Well, some of it's formal training, some yeah. of it's informal. You know, it's it's some of it's you know just from reading books and yeah. attending workshops. Uh, I did. Um, go through the accelerated business school for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. so I got the got some of the exposure of some of the top entrepreneurs in the world and the the one thing that I found is that um, I I, I'm able to take uh, complex information Mm -hmm. and simplify it so the under the average person can understand it right and I think that's a disservice that we do uh, and when we're preparing information Mm -hmm. and education is we make it too complex Mm -hmm. right Right. now I, I Granted, you know, you're a college student or whomever, but in in, in the real world, yeah. most people in America read at a fourth-fifth grade reading That's level. Yeah. So if you're giving them college material yeah. and then saying comprehend that, they're not knowing what you're talking about and or if they've never been exposed to it. True. So you got to break it down and make sure that it's something they can relate and understand to and not make, and, and they need to not feel bad in the process. That's right. Yeah. So... You know, speaking
1: to that, the fact that, you know, you mentioned the college level, a lot of people in college are trying to understand, what am I able to do? Just like your process, you know, if other people found it in you, what would you advise people listening to the show, people that are in this space right now, they don't know what they're good at, what they're able to do. How do they go about that process? What would you have shared with younger Nate to be able to get
0: the understanding of how to find your gifts? Uh, you know what? The advice that I would give myself probably would not be good advice. Mm. So because that advice would be um, to, a, to a younger person, mm-hmm. find whatever your passion is mm-hmm. and do it. Mm. Because if you're doing your passion, it's not work. Mm. You, you'll love it, you'll do it 18, 20 hours a day right. and it's no problem, right? right? Um, and if I retrospective if I look back retrospectively and say, that to myself at a younger age I would have missed all the experiences that I had that would not relate to what my passion was that mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. that helped me to get me to where I am today Wow! so I would say if I had to give someone advice in this area find out what your passion is yeah and 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 do that and if you can find employment in your passion mm-hmm. do that you know start your own business yeah. in your passion but do other things mm. so that it it will take you to what your destiny is. Makes sense. How does
1: one find their passion?
0: You just love to do it, right? I just love so to I mean, do if, it, yeah. if, if you're walking around the house and all you're doing is singing and mm-hmm. you're singing in the shower and people right. are telling you you're good, you yeah. know, you you got to pay attention to that. Listen to mm. the feedback that you get, right? Right. Uh, if you're naturally good with your hands and you can go out, now, I I've I've known people who have no uh, formal education, but could go in and take a car apart and put it back together. Wow. Right? But that's an innate natural ability for them or they just love working on cars. Right. So you got to figure out what it is. Mm. And and then the other thing is talk to the people that are around you. Yeah. They'll tell you what you love, right? That's right. And one of uh, of my telltales is that I know in assessing a person mm-hmm. where their heart lies, mm, right? Mm. All I got to do is follow their money. Mm. Where you spend your money is where your heart is. Wow, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point.
1: Speaking of that, we've had a conversation before about values. Could you could you share about that? Because I think that helps somebody once they've found their passion, once they know, you know, to, to stay in alignment. Could you could you share on,
0: on the values component? Uh, values, are, and you know what? It, it's interesting because we all have the same values. And when I tell it to people, they go, "No, we can't yeah. have all the same values," mm-hmm. and and we all have the same values. The the difference is that we prioritize them differently. Mm-hmm. That's where conflict comes in, right? Mm. So if I go through them, we got um, spirit spirituality. Right. We all, you know, either you are or you're not, right. right? Or some some degree within spirituality. Right. Everybody has a health issue that they have to confront, mm-hmm. whether to be healthy or not healthy, right? right? Uh, everybody has family and friends, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're isolated from your family and friends. Right. But core, it's there. You were born into a family, That's right? True. And yeah. there's a social group around that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has a career. Yeah. And if they're too young, they're in school. Right. So school is their career, right? right? Uh, everybody belongs to a community, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we all need to educate ourselves whether it's formal or informal education. True, right? And then the last one is finances. Mm-hmm. We all have to deal with finances because that's how we transact in this world. Yes, right. Right. So I mean, so that's that's the values. Mm. That's yeah. fundamentally every human being on this plate on the planet. Yeah, that's the values. Right. Now the question is, all right, where do we prioritize them? spirituality may be high for me mm-hmm. and finances may be high for you, mm-hmm. right? Gotcha. So if your finances is high for you, right, you're operating at a different mindset mm-hmm. than me from a spiritual perspective, right? right? And right. that's where the conflict comes in because we no longer really respect mm. that other people can be different from us. We used to, you know, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. we could have a conversation, we could agree to disagree mm-hmm. and everybody was fine. Yeah. These days, if you don't think the way that I do, right. Then, wrong yeah Yeah. no that's great that's great wisdom there the values
1: are so key now tell us about take us back a little bit you developed this program the choices program yes and in helping people to make decisions and make wise choices through their lives tell us a little bit about that program why you developed it
0: how it helps people in in their process okay so uh, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I went through the uh, Entrepreneur or Entrepreneur School for Business Entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, the Accelerated School for Business for Entrepreneurs, and that's where. Um, um, a, a lot of the gurus that are out like Tony Robbins mm. and all have gone through, yeah. right? So, and all of that training is really done done off of uh, the teachings of Doctor Buckminster Fuller. Mm-hmm. So, I went through that program uh, almost twenty years ago, wow. and uh, and and learned. And really, what it does, if if you can imagine, is you're, you're getting three and a half in three and a half days, you're getting a lifetime of knowledge. Mm. That's how much information they're dumping. Wow, wow. So you have to learn it at a fast rate, right? right? And it's taught through the accelerated learning process, mm-hmm. where it's integrated with music and mm-hmm. um, you know writing and talking and you know. So, but it, you you actually have the experiences yeah. while you're in the room because we play games and wow. you learn with your so that it's part of who you are. Right. Um, so when I went through it 20 years ago, I was I, I asked one of the people that was putting it on. Uh, where are the people of color? Mm, mm, mm. And they said, um, you're the number six black person to go through this program in the world. Wow. It's like, wow, that's what wow. I said. Wow, right? So for how me... How many people you think have gone through at that, at that point? I think it was about forty or 50,000 people what? who had gone through it around the world. That's not the United States, oh, it was my around the world. Gosh. Um, so, I uh, I asked them what are you guys going to do about that mm-hmm. and they basically said nothing what are you going to do about it wow so uh, I studied the information and learned it and hung out with them I became part of that circle yeah um and uh you know one of the people who have uh, I had a great conversation with Jack Canfield who is is, is a mentor to me mm-hmm. um and as I'm studying uh you know, the information, um, and I'm talking with DC, who actually uh, owns the, the school, mm. uh, and, and Carrie, who's the head instructor there. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly learning. So, right, one of the things I did was I ended up hiring her as my coach, mm. right? And so, she coached me for a year, year plus. Wow. Uh, again, a very expensive endeavor, right. but... And I, I realized most people will never get this information. Most mm. people can't afford to get this information. Mm. And as I'm learning this stuff and integrating it into my life, I'm like, the average person can't do this. Mm. Right? Why? Because it's too complex. Mm. Right? Gotcha. So then it was like, it okay, gift. how do I take all of this stuff that I learned and make it simplistic So the average person can understand it. So I had two charges in front of me: one, make it affordable; the other, make it simplistic enough that they could, an individual could get it and integrate it into their life. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you pay for it if you can't integrate it, Mm. you might as well not have it. That's true, right? So that's why I created the Choices Program because it took all of the learning that I had from the business school, Mm. uh, but also my life formal training and informal training and I created choices program to say here's stuff that you got to learn in order to fundamentally play the game of life mm. wow. and then put it in a way that now I do a 3 day program that pull them out of their world into yeah. my world for 3 days yeah and say okay here's what we're going to focus on this is what you need to get right. in order to go out there and fight the battle that's amazing so
1: that's One of the ways that you're leveraging your gift of you you were strategically in that room, in that environment, and you took the information and now distilled using your gift to simplify and make content easier for people to understand. Now you turn it back and give it to other communities and other people that they can receive it um, and understand. I think that's great. Now, with that, you know, you've obviously gone from, you know, I want to talk more about your journey. You went. You grew up in Baltimore, and you know, in the time that you grew up, Baltimore was going through a lot of different changes as a society. Yeah. And and you were able to develop and leave from poverty into millionaire status. Yes. How did you do that? Because a lot of people I know are listening are wanting to do that. They come may come from similar backgrounds or or different um, dynamics, but there's not a lot of roadmaps
0: for them to follow to learn how to do that. To, yep. You know? So one step at a time. Mm. That's what it really comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what most people uh, do is they want to jump from one status to the next. Mm. And You can't do that. Mm. You, you're going to have to you have to go through the process. Mm. And as you go through that process, you're going to learn and you're going to have lessons and you're going to um, you're going to have some setbacks. Yeah. but you got to have the determination to keep moving forward. Mm. Um, and, and if you happen to be one of those that come up with a great um, idea mm-hmm. that can make you millions pretty quickly yeah um, that's a great thing but it's also a curse mm. because if you don't have the knowledge and you get the money, Mm-hmm. Then you start doing stupid stuff because the money is there that enables you to access stupid stuff mm-hmm. that you have not mentally and emotionally prepared not to get caught up in. Mm. Kind of like NBA athletes and NFL players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so and and I don't know if I get in trouble for saying yeah. this, but if you look at like uh, someone like MC Hammer mm-hmm. from back in the day, right? right. Um, how do you make $60 million and then end up broke? Right? Yeah. And, and it's a pretty simple answer. Yeah. He, he, no one taught him emotionally or financially, intellectually, what he needed to know to come into that money. Because mm-hmm. he started from being a bat boy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now he's also instantly given millions. And what does he do? He has an entourage of 30 40 50 people that are right. sucking the life out of him, but there was no one there saying hey don't do that wow. you should not be carrying around this entourage mm-hmm. here's how it's financially impacting you mm-hmm. and that these are not your friends and and, and <laughs> you know they're not helping you to sustain no one taught him that if he had taken that 60 million and just put it into an investment on the market. Mm -hmm. The market does an average return of 10%. 10% of 60 million is 6 million. Mm. Live off the 6 million every year wow why would you mess with the original that's right the, or what you have earned right? right and then as you're performing every year let that money go in and you just live off the interest of what you've made mm. we, we, we don't teach that stuff no no
1: so where did you learn because you're obviously in the financial space where did you learn these principles on the finance in the finance world investment world and you know tell us about that experience
0: so, uh, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I am not a financial planner, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I'm not a financial guru. Mm-hmm. Um, what I understand is, um, and I can't even say common sense, even though I like to say common sense, right? Um, what I, I, I understand is how to make numbers work in order to get from where you are to where you want to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I developed that skill through my internship at... Um, when I was on Baltimore City Council, I was uh, I was an intern to the vice president and president of City Council, mm-hmm. um, and when as an intern, I could flow around and the mayor and everybody else. I I was just an intern in the space, so they right. would speak freely in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and as I sat in in committee meetings, and I asked questions one on one with the council people, mm-hmm. or with the state legislators, and they explained stuff to me, and I got it because so, you know. Uh if you can understand how to manage $100 fundamentally, then you can manage $1,000. Mm. If you can manage $1,000, you can manage $100,000. Mm. You got to fundamentally understand the management first. Mm. And then yeah. the, it, the rest is just adding zeros behind it. Wow. That's good. But, you know, that's where that comes from is the, the exposure to the big numbers yeah. at an early age and yeah. looking at how that's done. And then trial and error. Yeah. So, how did you get into the financial space? Because
1: you are a speaker, you are an entrepreneur, you are an author. How did you get into that world?
0: Uh, um, only, only in the sense that um, of of helping people, right? Mm. So, um, you know, in, in my corporate job, uh, there are different people that I've met. You know, um, custodians or employees in different departments, right. and they would say, "Hey, you know, do you know anything about?" one k or do you know anything about you know containing expenses? And I sit down with them, and I'd, I'd show them, and they come back, man, that was really great. I understood what you said. I applied it, mm-hmm. turned my life around. Right. Um, so that's where it started from, mm-hmm. you know, just helping people, right? right? right. Uh, and it was like, wait a minute, why don't I just take this, what I'm doing for these folks, and put it into a system mm-hmm. that will help many folks? Yeah, yeah. So that's what you do today as a
1: financial coach as well. You helping them help people to um, understand how to
0: manage their finances, how to put put their Financial house in order and things like that. If interest. someone wants me to work with them from a financial standpoint, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But my my coaching really is uh, holistic coaching, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't want to make you strong in your finances and then and then you're in, you're inept mm-hmm. in all the other areas, right? Because right? if, if you're not spiritually where you need to be, you're doing right. the wrong stuff with your money, mm-hmm. right? If you're not taking care of yourself from a health standpoint, it doesn't matter how much money you have, That's right? Yeah, I um, you know, if you're not if you if you're not looking and taking care of your family, mm. um, understanding how to take care of them, and that doesn't mean give them everything they want. Mm-hmm. It means give them what they need, mm. right? And are you doing the right things with your money to be a good steward right. of what you've been blessed with, right? Right? And people always say, "Well, you know, uh, I want. I wish. I wish I had." Ten thousand dollars more. I wish I got a higher pair of. Well, if you're not doing what you got right with what you have now, Mm -hmm. why should you be blessed to get more? That's right. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. Yeah. But you know, if you get more, all you're gonna do is the same thing that you're doing with what you have now. Wow. No, that's 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 wisdom right there. That's wisdom. So
1: for the person that's in a state right now where they've they now understand their gift, maybe it's speaking, maybe it's teaching, maybe it's singing. How do they take that gift to a place where they can get a monetary value from it? Because a lot of people get ha, have have identified their gifts, but they don't know how to convert
0: that into a way that they can provide for themselves and their families. What do you suggest to those people? So, do you remember from the '70s what the big bra was, was? What was big in the '70s? <sighs> disco. Well, disco was yeah, <laughs> disco was one of them. The other was karate. Okay. So, who am I talking about in karate? Karate Kid. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, right? Bruce yes. Lee. So you know, uh, we used to always go and We sit in the movies and watch Bruce Lee. Yeah. And and um, so in in the seventies, uh, I used to watch all the Bruce Lee movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be that. I want to be just like right. Bruce Lee. And you come out and you're kicking and oh, you're yeah. kicking and, and you're uh, uh, you, you're emulating what was on this, right. on the screen. Um, but then I actually went to karate school. Okay. Right, cause I, and I, I ended up getting my black belt by the time I gradu- graduated high school. Oh, nice. Uh, and then left from there into college and was on the college uh, karate team. Oh, wow. So the reason I bring that up is because I had a master. I had a sensei. Hmm. Hmm. Right? And I didn't always like what my sensei said hmm. or what my sensei did. But it taught discipline. Right? And he taught me what I needed to know in order to excel from a white belt to a black belt within Taekwondo. Mm, right? Right. Which ties to what you just asked me. Mm. Find a master mm. in whatever it is that That's your good. field is That's good. and let them teach you. Mm. That's good. That's good. How does one go about finding a master, right? The, the best. Well, it, they either, uh, again, divine intervention that they, mm-hmm. you end up together or you seek it. You have to go out and look for, it, you know, whatever it is that you want, like yeah. anything else in the world. If you want it, you got to go out gotcha. and put the work in for it to get it.
1: That's awesome. And so you had many masters or in your life. How did you find, I guess, the, the ideal
0: person that was to help you to get to your
1: journey, to get to your process, to where you are
0: today? Well, I don't think it's always the ideal person mm-hmm. as it is. So... Like the city councilman I met? Yeah. He he, he was great, mm-hmm. inspirational. He took me where he needed to take me in that mm-hmm. part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other people that came along that took me where they needed to take me in that part of the journey. I don't think that there is a right person. Mm-hmm. You, you go and you have the experience and you learn what you have to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a corporate manager and I had a corporate client that I cannot stand at one time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Did not treat people well, mm-hmm. just just not a good person yeah. from my perspective, mm-hmm. right? So instead of complaining about that, yeah. I had to learn what not to do to other people, wow. what not behaviors to, to display, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that was part of the journey to get to where I am now. Right. you know so my my uh, staff thinks that I'm an excellent leader and, mm-hmm. and, and they enjoy working for me. right. But it part of that comes from that negative experience wow. of being treated the way that I was treated mm-hmm. so that I know this is how I never want to treat someone else, That's right. Good. But I would never intentionally go out and say, I want that person to mentor me. Mm. Right. Yeah. So again, it's you know you you want to look at what you can learn and int- go out there with intent. Right. But embrace everything that comes because everything that that happened is meant to happen in your life and it's part of taking you to your destiny. That's good. So we can't just wish for all the good stuff. That's right. That's right.
1: No, that's good. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that, Nate. Yep. So can, switch a little bit. Switch gears a little bit. Um, you have a book called. From the streets to the boardroom yes can you tell us about that what the premise behind it
0: and a little bit about the book and, and um, how people can also secure that okay well i wrote the book for because people always ask me well, well what made you write a book mm-hmm. um i i know that um i want to help people mm-hmm. right um but i know that people like show me mm-hmm. right right so uh and, and I'm a strong believer in don't ask somebody to help you do something that they haven't done themselves. Right. Right. So the reason that I wrote the book was so that people could have some transparency into seeing who I am. Right. As a person mm-hmm. uh, with the hopes that at some point in time our paths will cross. Yeah. And that if I'm able to work with them, they're not going, well, who is this guy? And that's right. not a marketing and sales thing. Right. They know something about me, the person. Right. Right. And, uh, so hopefully people read it. And what I found is that, uh, and, uh, I don't know, have you read the book? I haven't finished. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a easy read, Mm -hmm. right? So I wrote it specifically so that somebody could sit down and read it within one or two sessions. Right. Right. Uh, I kept it simplistic so that once, whatever they read, they would understand. Yes. Right. Um, And it's transparent as to who I am as a person. So if I'll pass cross, they know what they're working with. That's good. I love it. I love it.
1: So what would you say to that person who wants to go from from where they are to the corporate environment or to the um, coaching arena to they want to be like you? They want to go and and impact people in speaking
0: and coaching and finance. How, How would you what would you tell them? uh to just go their journey take their journey Mm -hmm. one don't be like me okay right um look i I, I have my own journey and Mm -hmm. i'll end up wherever it is that i end up Mm -hmm. be like you Mm -hmm. because whoever you're destined to be may be better in terms of helping whomever you're reaching out to help Mm -hmm. right um if you're busy trying to copy who i am then you're not being authentically who you are wow and we need that on this uh, the, the authenticness of who you are out there doing what it is that you have passion about that's to good. bring about the change that we're looking for. That's good, that's good.
1: So what's on your mi- mind in this season of your life, Nate? What are some of the things that you, um, I, I know that you're working on, but but for people that can hear, what are some of the things that you're working on to help people, to shift people and help them grow? Um,
0: well, right now I, um, I do, um, with my life coaching I'm committed to a percentage of give back because I believe that uh, from a financial standpoint, if you have, you should be, uh, you should, you should give back, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's charities there for a reason, right? To help other people. Um, so, uh, one of the commitments that I've made is that, uh, no matter how busy I get, I will always work with 10 people, mm-hmm. with 10 families. Right. Um, that I do free coaching for them. Uh, And that coaching is once a week. Um, And uh, it's done in a a group setting. Um, So I am changing those folks' lives. And Mm -hmm. people come and go out of the group. Mm -hmm. So if someone drops out, the group has to vote on who can come in. Wow. Right? Um, And so... It's changing at, at that point, at any given time, it's changing 10 people's That's, lives or yeah. 10 families' lives. That's incredible. Um, and, you know, the book, uh, I'm working on uh, two other books right now. Okay. Uh, because From the Streets to the Boardroom tells the story, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell the how, right? So uh, the, the the next book is really talking about the specifics. That I used of how I accomplished those things. Awesome. If that makes sense. I can't any wait. Sense. to yeah. wait for that one. Yeah, and then the other thing that I'm doing is uh, called Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't have, uh, from one generation to the next, of information being handed down and handed down, right? True. So uh, everyone's like the, the, the I guess the common phrase is, the rich get richer, the poor get poor. And they think that the rich get richer because of their money. Mm. And it's not necessarily because of the money. Does the money help? Absolutely. But it's the knowledge that's being passed down from one generation to another. Right. So case in point, everybody's heard of the Vanderbilt family. Yes. But everybody knows that the Vanderbilt family is broke. Mm. They went into bankruptcy. Mm. Right. So and so what happens is generation to generation, if you're not transitioning that knowledge, right, mm-hmm. the money gets lost. It right. gets little. It gets lower and lower and lower until wow. it's gone. Wow. Right? Okay. So you can have a lot of money. Right. And you can use that money to be wealthy or maintain your wealth. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the knowledge, you can lose it. That's good. Now, statistically, if any family has a legacy that they leave or an inheritance that they leave, usually within one generation, but definitely two, the money's gone. Wow. So that's part of why I'm I'm setting up legacy and Mm -hmm. why I'm doing financial workshops on uh, people to understand generational wealth, Mm -hmm. right? So I tell people when I do the workshops or when I'm working with them from a coaching perspective, uh, you know, you work all your life, and if you're lucky, you know, you have two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars left over when you die. Yeah. And what do you do? You leave it to your grandkid. You leave it to your kid, or you leave it to your grandkid. Yeah. What have you taught them to prepare for that three or four hundred thousand okay. dollars? Nothing. When they get that four, three, four hundred thousand dollars, what happened? A guy or a girl shows up, whispering in their ears, and that money's gone or they run right out and they go, oh, I always wanted this sports car. Uh, oh, I'm going to buy this. Oh, I'm going to buy that. And the money's gone. So right. what did you do all of that hard work for when you could have left the legacy um, where, uh, and, and this is this is something I, I work with people on too, is that um, you, you leave the legacy of money so that so for my family any of my nieces and nephew and any of their kids and their kids kids and kid they will if they go to college mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about where book money is coming from or where their spending money is coming from they don't have to be the kid that's strapped on the campus yeah. because as long as they're there as long as they're maintaining a C plus average mm-hmm. they will get funds from money from my trust wow right and that's the kind of thinking that we have to start doing. Long-term thinking of how do I take everything that I've learned and pass that down to Nate Ross's generation five times from now, eight wow. times from now, ten that's times cool. from now? So they'll be talking about Uncle Nate, and Uncle Nate's been dead for a hundred years, but still having an impact, has still having an impact mm-hmm. on um, the family life. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's
1: where would one learn you don't learn that you can't learn that in school most likely right you can't learn this kind of information I think that's the frustrating part about this and I'm so glad you're creating this program because where would somebody else get this
0: well you, Other, you learn it well in my case yeah. I've learned it from being around people who know it right and that teach it to their families right and um, some of it was absorbed at an early age where I'm learning from my friends who are it's being handed down to them and I'm learning from them, right? right. Others, is I, someone pulled me up under their wing and said, let me teach you a thing or two. And it was like, you know, um, I, I remember when I first started my job right out of college, there was a gentleman, uh, Jim Ranker, very nice guy who worked at the college. And the first thing he said to me when we met was, you got money, you got any money you in your, in your uh, TIA craft? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? right And, now? <laughs> and uh, TIA CREF is the, the, the university college setting of 401k. Oh, okay. Right? So, um, and I was like, no, he said, I'm, I'm going to tell you, put 10% away and don't look back. Mm. Right. And I'm like, okay, what do I got to lose? I'm new to I'm new to working and right. it was more money than I was ever used to having. So right. I, I put the 10% away. But then when I start paying attention to it, I'm like, I need to put more away. Mm. Right? Uh, when I saw what the 10% would deliver me, then I was like, I got to put more away. Mm. So it's learning the lessons, even though somebody gives you the piece of information, take that piece of information mm. and then learn as much as you can about it. Right? So uh, if in America, I think we teach 10%. Yeah. Put, you put 10% in. Mm. Look, what does 10% do for you? Uh, it can you live off of 10% at uh, for the rest of your life when you retire? No. Mm-hmm. It'll become a supplemental right. to your social security, True. Mm-hmm. right? So if you wanna be like everybody else, put 10% away, mm-hmm. right? And I am and I just went through this conversation mm-hmm. with my nephew. He just got out of college, he's in his first year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, more money than he ever know, mm-hmm. had ever seen, right? Yeah. So I said, First thing that you do is you put 30% of your, your money into your 401k. Mm. You're not going to miss it because you never had it. Mm. You're going to still have more money than you need in order to live off That's of That's good. Right? It. But uh, mm. that 30% will make him... A multimillionaire when he retires, mm. and that's only going to age fifty. Wow. So he's already, if he follows that path, he yeah. can he can retire at age fifty if he chooses to. Right. So um, that's what it's a really about: is understanding, uh, you know, the numbers and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So, yeah. you know, if he puts away third, I think I did it for him at ten percent. If yeah. he put ten percent away now until he's fifty. He'll get like $3 million. Wow. He puts away 30% until he's 50. He walks away with $16 million. Wow. Right? Wow. Because um, it's not hard to get rich. Yeah. You just gotta understand how to do it. Mm. Right? And it's real easy yeah. time, a little bit of money, mm-hmm. compounding interest. Mm. But it's gotta have all three of those things. Mm. Right? Yeah. Y- you can't start at 30 mm. and get the same result as a 20 year old. Mm. Because they got right. time on their side. That's right. That, 20, that 10 years of compounding interest becomes a huge number. Makes sense. Right? So uh, the younger you are, mm-hmm. putting away a small, consistent amount of money that's right. compounding, that's the secret okay. to, to getting wealthy. That's awesome. And then whatever else you do it's just fun. Wow. Right? That's what yeah. I told him. Yeah. Follow no matter what you do. Um, so I, I think he, he's coming out of college and he's starting at 62000 more money he knows what wow. to do with. That's really great for starting yep. out of college. Yep. So if he put that money away, he already knows what the end result is. Yeah. So all the cash that now comes into him, he can do whatever he wants with. It. If you want to blow it all, okay, <laughs> blow it, right? But that money is going to be there. Right. 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 But. I, I hope to teach teacher not to blow all that. Yeah. Money. yeah. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> in,
1: so. Wow, you're you're really making an impact in your family and and, and beyond. So, I think that's great, Nate. Um, anything else you want to add before I ask our final question? Yeah.
0: So the the other piece of the uh, that I'm working on is the legacy website, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be doing uh, ten and fifteen minute, maybe my ten yeah ten to fifteen minute video clips. Mm-hmm that uh, will have this type of information on it Yes. so that people will be able to go and pull that information up. And they don't have to worry about when they can do it. They can do it 24-7, right? Uh, And they can have access to all types of information. And it's not someone... um, trying to sway them mm-hmm. to do something. Right. right. I have no, I, I'm, I'm not vested one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you neutral information and either you use it or you don't. Mm. And I, uh, we'll have that information in the show notes, but is there any, any specific resources you want to point them to that we can put? Okay, yeah, so for, uh, for, so for the book, they mm-hmm. can go to uh, Amazon.com yep. for the book. They can go to NathanielXRoss.com to my website to yep. get the book. The Legacy uh, website will probably kick off in the next uh, three to six months. Uh, But all that information is readily available at nathanielxross.com. Excellent. So you guys heard it, nathanielxross.com. Now for our final question. Uh, Are you ready for it? I'm ready.
1: (laughs) The final question is Nate, what is the difference
0: between your gift and your purpose? What is the difference between your gift and your purpose? What is the difference between your gift and your purpose? And if I told you that they're one and the same. Uh, everybody is born with a gift, mm-hmm. right? And whether you use it or not is up to you. Mm-hmm. But that's your purpose for being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here for a reason. Right. Most of us just haven't figured out why we're here, haven't taken the time to figure out why we're here mm-hmm. and then fulfilling that. Yes, Yeah. yes. So if you find your gift, you find your purpose. Wow. See, that's concise and straightforward, very simple. Yeah.
1: You find your gift, you find your purpose. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Wonderful, Nate. This has been excellent. We truly appreciate you coming on the show. We you know that the listeners are going to be blessed by all the information. Uh, again, go to NathanielXRoss.com to get all access to all the resources, the book, from, from the streets to the boardroom. Make sure to uh, check out the Legacy Program launching soon. Um, again, Nate, thank you for, ha- for coming on the show and for blessing us with your presence
0: here physically in the office. Um, any, any last final words? Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Um, and I would say to, to your listeners uh, just go to my website and I do uh, a 30 minute free session for anybody that wants that e- exposure to coaching yeah. to understand the importance of it um, I actually if you if you're kind enough to give me your email address yeah. you'll get my uh, ebook yeah. That will uh, tell you the importance of, of, of having a coach. Absolutely. Uh, and then you get the 30-minute session on look, top of it. Look so, at that. Yeah. Take advantage of that at DanielXRoss.com. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me come in. I appreciate Th- it. Thank
1: you. We appreciate you. Thanks, Nate. I search all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to how I discovered my gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.